We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 22nd, 2016. And uh, today we're going to be covering a lot of different current events. And uh, But before we get into that, uh, just a couple things. I'm, I'm going to do a little uh, Bible study, but before we even get into that, um, this was from a listener, a long-time listener named Sherry, prayer request suggestion. And um, Sherry's... Um, like an intercessor, which is basically part of the body of Christ that that devotes a lot of time to praying about different, you know, obviously issues, people, things of that nature. Um, I have been del deluged with prayer requests as of late, and um, this has been going on for a long time, and there's just no way with me being a one-man band and, and really focusing in on the Watchmen thing for me to devote the right amount of time to that subject and run the ministry, all facets of it. Um, I just can't do it. There, there, there's no way that I can um, get to all the requests properly. I'm not saying I don't pray about requests that people send me in, but for me to actually devote the proper amount of time, I'm not, I can't do it justice. I would have to either just do that, shut down my ministry, and become an intercessor, or do the other, which is what I've been doing for, I don't know, kind of in one way, shape, or form for about 20 years. Uh, because w once I got saved, this was something that I, I really started to gravitate toward uh, initially, even even as a baby Christian. I mean, I got saved by reading the book En Route to Global o Occupation by Gary Kaw, which basically gives a New World Order perspective of what is going to happen. And this was, you know, obviously written <laughs> a long time ago. Still a great book, but it got into the, the United Nations and uh, the, the world government and the New World Order and uh, Freemasonry and how that all interplays in with the New World Order and the coming one world government under the Antichrist. Uh, so I've always kind of gravitated toward that, that area. So she said, yes, I do have a solution, Scott. I know you hate Facebook, but sometimes you have to use something meant for bad and turn it around for good. Open up a Facebook account for prayer only. Tell people to put up all their prayer requests on the Facebook page. People will flock to your site on Facebook and pray for people. I will be the first one at your page, and um, and I know many more people will follow me as well. Let us pray for them. Let your people put up their prayers up themselves while other people pray for them. It's that simple. Um, what I'm going to suggest, though, and, and if you've listened to me for any length of time, I've... <laughs> done a lot of studies where I've mentioned the evil of Facebook and how it's a data mining program started by the CIA, um, you know, from its inception, essentially. But pretty much all of these programs and social media are doing the exact same thing. I mean, you can name it, Twitter, Instagram. These are data mining operations. Um, now, I'm not saying that in this regard this couldn't be used for good. I just cannot, number one, I don't want one more thing to man. I really can't have one more thing to man. Um, meaning, I'm going to man the site and I'm going to police it and all this other stuff. I can't do it. There's no way. I'm sorry. Um, if, if I had a team, it'd be one thing I don't. So, I've got to really concentrate on what I'm doing. Uh, so I'm just going to put it out there that if there are any listeners out there that want to start like a Facebook page or whatever kind of page they want to start regarding prayer, and I mean just that, 
I really don't want to get into forums. Uh, I don't want to have to go up there and police stuff. I, I can't do it. It's just impossible for me to do. Uh, we've had forums in the past, and it just always turned into a disaster, typically. And it always turned into something I had to get involved with. And I just don't have the time. This is something that I feel like that if, if we can just devote to this one issue of prayer, which is incredibly important, uh, especially in the days and times that we're living into, and to lift up one another in prayer and, and to have a place to go, I just feel like that, that this is a win-win all the way around. Now, if several people want to do this on Facebook, great. If they want to have, um, if there's other people that want to have uh, pages outside of Facebook that are devoted to prayer, great. And again, I'm not pressuring anybody, but if you feel so led by the Lord and you've maybe been nudged in this direction, maybe what I'm saying here will be confirmation toward that. And what I would do on my website is just put up a link and list, you know, the sites that are devoted toward that. And that also, if there's multiple sites, well, then we're not putting all of our eggs in one basket. Because what if that page gets taken down? I mean, <laughs> listen, they're coming after our free speech. They are coming after free speech. And, and they're doing it at a breakneck speed. We're going to be talking about that today. All of the things that are being jockeyed into position to totally strip us of our freedoms and particularly in America, it's being done on an internet level. We're going to look at that. It's being done on a just a governmental level. And I'm sure this is across the board in all countries. I'm going to be looking at mostly what they're doing in, in the United States. But the United Nations is starting to get its tentacles into everything. And Obama is very, very desperate. And as a result, if they're... I don't really know what the future holds here but as i have said there's a very high likelihood that they want to either try to keep obama in indefinitely they could do that by imposing martial law uh which if that were the case he would just continue to strip all of the freedoms that we have and give up all sovereignty and control to the united nations which is exactly what is happening we're going to document that today at length if hillary gets in way more of the same probably even much worse um, even a much more aggressive pace. Um, if they don't feel like that is an option because of the popularity of Trump, well, they may try some false flag event prior to the um, elections taking place, which would be, we don't have a lot of time there. You know, you're looking at end of November. Uh, trying to implement some type of uh, false flag event that would usher in martial law, which means that Obama could stay in indefinitely. So we're going to be looking at that, you know, today. And, and um, But I feel like if there was ever a time to be in prayer for one another, now would be the time. You know what I mean? Now would be the, the best time. I, I wish I would have uh, thought of this. Sherry gave me this idea, but thought of this a long time ago. I like having multiple sites because then you don't have all of your eggs in one basket. You know, and in 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 that regard, uh, if one site did go down, there might be you know multiple other ones that you could fall back on. So anyway, I'm just going to throw that out there. You you can um, email me if you feel so led, and um, it doesn't have to be a long email. You could just basically you know say who you are, 
and um, here's my here's my link to my prayer page and uh, we can start compiling those and then, and then at some point I will get a link up on the website some point in the very near future get a link up on the website and just have those links listed there specifically devoted to prayer so anyway um, let's go ahead and we're just going to do a uh, like a short little Bible study here and I've gotten into a lot of these verses on the study that I did in overcoming and uh, but these are good ones to reiterate uh, and this is entitled deliverance mercy and protection Bible verses and again before we kind of get into the content today these are good verses to kind of keep at the forefront of our mind uh, I try to pepper a lot of Bible verses into the studies that we're doing in order to keep biblical perspective, in order to not just be all doom and gloom, and in order to that we're not getting our eyes off the Word of God, off the Lord Jesus Christ, which is so easy to do in the day and times that we're living in. I mean, I, I you know, confess to most likely doing that all the time because of just the sheer horrificness of the daily news headlines and the, and the sheer evil of what we're increasingly facing every day and and the brazenness of what they're implementing the gloves have come off and the masks are really starting to come off as well in regard to their agenda satan's agenda so first verse is isaiah 3 10 10 through 11 Say ye to the righteous that it shall be well with him, for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Well, you reap what you sow, in other words. Woe unto the wicked, it shall be ill for him, for the reward of his hand shall be given him. So we reap what we sow. And uh, the wicked, their day is coming. Their day is coming. And again, you, you look at all the wicked things that are happening, all the atrocities in the world. And a lot of it really boils down to there's no fear of God in the land. There's no fear of God among the wicked. It's like their minds have been blinded that there's going to be consequences to what they're doing. you know. And whether they think they're doing it for Allah, <laughs> which is, you know, I, I get that. I understand that they think that they're literally doing something wonderful. But if they had any sense of real righteousness and, and morality... And, and any kind of um, compassion in them or mercy, they would understand what they're doing is wicked. You know, I mean, can you imagine, you know, I understand people get brainwashed and stuff, but can you imagine being in a religion and they tell you, well, you got to go chop off this guy's head in order to serve your God. You know, you would think they would kind of start getting the memo that this is wicked and evil, but I really personally think with a, a large percentage of the radicalized Islam, that they really like it. They really do enjoy it because they're so demon possessed to the toenails that it's like a win-win for them. Not only am I serving, you know, my God Allah, the the devil moon god, but I also get to go around killing people and raping and pillaging and doing all of these other things. And I like all those things, so it's like, you know, the perfect thing for them evidently. It, it, but it's in it, it's impossible to comprehend that <laughs> as a like even christianity aside as as a normal person i would think that would be impossible just say normal your normal everyday person who's who's whatever not even that religious you would think even for them that would be pretty impossible to comprehend doing and i think it would be for most people but 
they're playing by a different rule book. And the demons that infest them are are literally really, really hardcore and on another level than we're used to dealing with. But it is coming to America and it's coming if, if you haven't experienced that wherever you are, it's coming to probably a uh, town or place near you, unfortunately. Proverbs eleven nine through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Okay. Now I'm not saying that Jesus Christ doesn't or cannot deliver us, but knowledge is one way that a person can be delivered. True, right knowledge. You know, um, the Bible says my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. In Hosea, so we're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us. And this is a big reason why this ministry exists. As a watchman, to cry out and to warn the people of what is coming. And trying to do that in a biblical way. Proverbs 18.15 The heart of the prudent getteth knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. So what these verses are that we're going over is it's kind of like a, just, it's not just one theme here, because there's several more I'm going to get into, but it's kind of like a compilation of a lot of different things regarding the whole subject of deliverance mercy and protection and overcoming as well now if you want to hear my full study on that just key in overcoming in the uh, keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com because then that's the full study but i don't have obviously have time to recover all that ground today uh let's go further uh proverbs 22 3 a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. I have never personally, as a watchman, foresaw more evil than I'm seeing right now. Never. In, in, in all my years of ministry. I mean, it, they're just... They're, what they're, whatever they're gearing up for is, is huge. Is just gigantic. And we're going to be looking at that today. Zephaniah 2, 1 through 3 gather yourselves together yea gather together O nation not desired before the, de de the decree bring forth before the day passes chaff before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you now this would be I, I really believe this not only could be just America this could have been this obviously could have been a lot of nations down throughout history and was a lot of nations down throughout history this isn't just, okay, this is America. There's a lot of godless nations on the planet. In fact, I really don't know of one nation that's just godly. If anybody can name me that, I really, you know, I mean, even, <laughs> you know, there's, there's just no one nation you can point to. Some are much more wicked than others. Some have, have done a lot more evil things along the way. And um, obviously they're going to, reap what they sow and they're going to reap in a greater way on a very very negative level okay that can't be argued but um it says okay so before the decree bring forth before the day passes chaff before the fierce anger of the lord come upon you before the day of the lord's anger come upon you so before all of this he's saying okay before all these things happen to this wicked nation not desired before the fierce anger of the lord comes now, when you've got over, what is it, however many millions of babies now being killed since Roe vs. Wade, is it like over 60 million or something? It really, do we really have an accurate count on that? I mean, really? 
I'm sure it's underblown. What about what about all the people on the morning, all the babies that have died from the morning after pill? Are their souls any less precious? What about all of the babies that have died for women being on birth control? What do you mean? Uh, do you know that one of the ways that birth control works is is as an abortifactant, meaning what one of the ways birth control works is by creating a environment in the uterine wall that makes it totally inhospitable for the implantation of a fertilized egg, meaning a the smallest stage of a human being, a fertilized egg. Life begins at conception. Before I formed thee in the womb and knew thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Okay, that's what the Bible says. Before I formed, and it's what God said, before I formed thee in the womb, Jeremiah, I knew thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. He knows us before. So he surely knows us at conception. If he knows us before we're formed in the womb, when the soul and the spirit evidently enter in, no, that's at, that's at day 19. That Okay, well, show me Bible for that. So, one of the ways birth control works, which is so horrific, I, I, everything I read about birth control, it is such a horrific, what it does to a woman's body. It is so unbelievably bad on a physical level. Your risk of ovarian cancer goes up. I don't know how many, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of percent your risk of ovarian and uterine cancer. The very areas that you're trying to manipulate with the birth control pill. So, it, it is some horrific stuff. How many millions of babies have been aborted just by using birth control? Probably, I mean, let's face it, it's much more likely a woman is on birth control than they're going to go get an abortion. The thing about it is, also, with birth control, it's monthly. So, that could be going on, that abortifactant factor could be going on over and over and over and over again for years, and you have no clue you're even aborting babies in your own uterus. It's one of the ways it works. Look it up. I've got into this before. You know, the, the abortion clinics are just one of the many ways that babies are being killed. Uh, so anyway, key in abortion in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I've done whole and then I, I I've done whole studies on how that's connected unbelievably to witchcraft. That most of the people that actually a lot of the people that work at these centers, a lot of the ones that own them, uh, the funding for them comes from people that are high level witches, and the babies that are being aborted in the abortion clinics are literally viewed as sacrifices to Moloch, Chemosh. Lilith, you name it, whatever deity, Artemis is another one, whatever deity that they're all into, the witches that work at these centers are viewing those babies as sacrifices to them. So they're using these, this vampirizing, this, this abortifactant killing that's going on in the abortion clinics uh, in a way to gain more power, not only to gain more financial whatever more finances from the abortions themselves and then also getting subsidies from the government but also gaining power from a witchcraft standpoint it's sickening i mean it is as bad as it gets so that one fact alone oh nation not desired 
Okay, before the decree bring forth, before the day passes chaff, before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you, before all that, which would be in terms of most likely what is coming by November, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say it's God can intervene. God's intervened many times, I believe, over the years. But if it were to happen, if something were to happen before November, or let's say they just rig it all, and that corpse of a woman, Hillary, is able to get in. Maybe they won't really have to do anything cataclysmic prior to November. Let's say they're able to, you know, keep rigging the polls and, 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 and keep propping her up on pillows and, and, and keep that reanimated corpse going, known as Hillary. That murdering machine with, with, a, with a trail of bodies a mile wide in her and Bill's wake. Let's say they can keep pulling it off with all the, the, the pro prostitute media, keep propping her up, rig the election like they do, because it's been well known that they've been rigging elections in this country for a long time. They stole it from Bernie. They're planning on doing it from Trump. I'm not saying Trump's perfect. Maybe he'll be the Antichrist if he got in too. I don't know. But I'm just telling you, as far as platforms go, obviously Hillary's platform is almost diametrically opposed to what Trump is saying. Could Trump get in there and be a total lie? Yeah, it's it's a it's possible, sure. But it's either something really cataclysmic is going to happen between now and November, between the elections, or they're going to find some way to get her in there and to install her in there, or they'll impose some type of false flag event, and Obama will be in there definitely, like I've said before. So um, before all this happens, it says, "Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth." Meek doesn't mean weak. The Bible says, to this man will I look, to them that is of a meek and a contrite heart and trembleth at my word. In Isaiah. So, it's humility before God. It's having the humility to get on your knees, which I try to do every single day. And, and I think the first thing we need to be is thankful. Thankful to the Lord. Just, I mean, get up every morning, get on your knees and thank the Lord Jesus Christ and Father God for another day. For the breath in your lungs, for the air that we breathe, for the water that we drink, for the food that we eat, for the shelter that we have, for the provision of God. I think that's a really good foundation to any single day. Confessing your sins before God. You know. Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgment. Seek righteousness. Seek meekness. It may be ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. So what is God saying there, essentially? He's saying, well, even in the, um, even in the midst of a nation not desired, a nation that the fierce anger of the Lord is coming, and it's, it's got to come to America, you reap what you sow, the innocent blood cries out from the land, that's just one issue. So I think it's the most important by far. The aborted baby issue, Okay, the mass slaughter of innocents. But even in that environment, even in that nation, O not desired, it may be ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. God always preserves a remnant. And maybe you won't be preserved. Maybe you're going to have to go through the fire. Well, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I'm talking about martyrdom. Um because I don't really try to sugarcoat it with this ministry. 
I mean, you look at the, you look at what Revelation says, and you look at those that are beheaded for the witness. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna. How can I sugarcoat that? You know. And we're gonna talk about that more, um, actually, right now. Revelation twelve eleven, and they overcame him, essentially Satan, the Antichrist, by the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is the most central. I really think it's almost like the most central weapon that we have. I understand there's the full armor of God. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, which is the only real offensive weapon listed. But we overcome the Antichrist. And that Antichrist spirit is just getting stronger every day. Total insanity every time you, you look at the news. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto the death. So that is what is required of Christians. And this is in obviously in the tribulation. But you know what? It would be required of you in any dispensation. If you think about it. Anyone. Revelation 3.5 He that overcometh the same shall be clothed with in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. Mm. What if you don't overcome? What if you don't endure to the end? Now, I'm not talking about works-based salvation here. Because the only way you could do any of this is through the Lord Jesus Christ. By the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside you. But it does say this. There's a lot of other verses that say very, very similar things. I mean, do you turn your back and abandon God and expect that you're going to end up in heaven i mean i'm just saying he that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment and i will not blot out his name out of the book of life well am i therefore become your enemy because i tell you the truth it's not the only place that's said you read revelation you know two and three you know but i will confess his name before my father and before his angels it's not said exactly that way but it's said basically that you know very similar way. First John 5, 1 through 5. Whoso believeth that Jesus Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him, that begetteth, love him also that is begotten of him. For by this we know that we love the children of God, when, when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. So that's who overcomes the world. That's the only way to do it. What does that boil down to? Faith. Why do you say faith? Because it says he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1 1. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For you are saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We're not saved through works. We're saved by faith. You say by grace through faith and that not of yourselves. All of this is through the Lord Jesus Christ. All of it is through the Holy Spirit that lives inside you as a born again Christian. Okay? 
So who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Okay. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. That was Jesus talking. Okay, so Jesus has overcome the world. So he is the Prince of Peace, and in him, it says, in me ye might have peace. It's the only way to have true peace, is what, what Jesus is saying. Then we go to Matthew seven twelve, the golden rule. Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye so to them. This is the golden rule. Basically, do unto others as you'd have done unto yourself. For this is the law and the prophets. Now, I get into that more in the expanded overcoming teaching that I've done. And again, just key in overcoming at contendingfortruth.com. And all you have to do is key in the word overcoming in the search box and just hit enter on your keyboard. It'll, it'll go to that thing where you'll, you'll see the teaching or wherever that word is mentioned in teachings that I do. And if you click on the teachings, you'll actually see in the table of contents where, like, what is talked about regarding that particular word. Okay, so then we go to Luke 21, 34 through 36, which says, uh, and Jesus talking, and take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness, basically like partying, you know, uh, drunkenness and the cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come upon all them that dwell upon the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all the things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So that, it says, pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all the things that shall come to pass. So there's that's not unbiblical to do that. <laughs> okay? So what I'm trying to do is give you the hard truth, but also give you the remedy and also give you hope through the scriptures. Okay? Because I don't want to just dwell on just doom and gloom and, and okay, there's no hope. We just, you know, we got to work our way. Maybe we'll get, and that's what Catholics do. Not of works, lest any man should boast. God will share his glory with no one. But if you've done it through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the Lord Jesus Christ, then you really can't brag about it because he equipped you to do it. And he gets glory then, which is the way I want it personally. I don't want to try to use any of my works for anything. The Bible says that we are all together as an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. Our righteousness, meaning done under our own power. Un, 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 like, let's say the Catholics. Oh, I'm going to keep the seven sacraments. I'm going to pray, pray to Mary. I'm going to pray the rosary, all these whatever. I'm going to go to all these pilgrimages and, and, and bow down to these apparitions and do all this garbage and chase my own tail and walk on my knees to whatever. And I'm, I'm, they're, they're thinking that they're literally earning their way to heaven. And I think this is why people like that are so hard to reach because the spirit of pride comes upon them. Where, look at me, I'm holier than thou, I'm sanctimonious. You know, I'm, you know, better than you. Look at all my works. And it's a filthy rag before God. All of it. But people, a lot, so many people have this, this 
huge, evidently, uh, desire inside them to earn their way to wherever they think they're going, whether that be heaven or nirvana or wherever, utopia, I don't know. Some want to go to hell, I guess. Paradise for the, uh, well, you know, they think they're going to get their 72 virgins and white-skinned boys. And they've got this thing inside them that just is like, well, i got to earn my way, and, and, and therefore I can take credit for it, and, and, and look what I've done, and it's all about me, me, me. No, no. doesn't work that way. Not if you want to get to heaven. And I've already laid out, you know, obviously what we've already talked about, um, how to do that the right way, biblically. So, let's go further here. Psalm 91, 4 through 6. And all of Psalm 91 is awesome. It's an awesome psalm to commit to memory. Uh, from a protective standpoint, from a God-intervening standpoint. He, meaning God, shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. You're not trusting in your own works. You're not trusting in your own. Now, that doesn't mean a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, and a simple pass on and are punished. That doesn't mean that if you see evil coming, you don't, and if, especially if God's opened the doors, that you just, you know, don't take any preparations whatsoever. You know, the Bible says a man that provideth not for his own house, you know, has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Well, providing for your own house also entails protecting, obviously, your own house. Well, I provided for them. They had shelter and food, and then when the Muslims came in, I just, I let the door, I, I, I let them in and, and let them rape my family and kill them and behead them and, you know, do all the stuff in front of me, and then they killed me. I don't see how that's biblical, I'm sorry. I don't see how, as a man, that is biblical to let that happen. And I've done a whole, several teachings, but I've done them on biblical self-defense. You know, this key defense in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. You'll find it. There is a ton of Bible for that. And you're providing for your own house. You're protecting your own house. Okay? Which is really, I just believe, your reasonable service. Um, under his wings shall thou trust his truth shall be thy shield and buckler thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday and again it goes on and on and on on that psalm but these are just some kind of positive verses to end with Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. So it's very, very important to acknowledge God in our lives every day, preferably more than once, <laughs> okay? Acknowledging God, not trusting in our, um, in our own understanding, but trusting in the Lord with all our heart, acknowledging him, and then what does he say he will do? He will direct our paths, Okay, so that's very, very important because that's, you know, obviously that's super, super important for him to direct our paths, for God's providence in our own lives. So, those are the verses that I had, and uh, now we'll go ahead and get into the study, and, and a lot of times too, if I get into a really heavy-duty study like this, I like to start out with a lot of Bible, kind of get our, our minds in the right place, so that we can view 
the current events of the day more through a biblical lens. And I don't always do it. Um, sometimes I, I, um, I've already covered so many verses over and over, but I like to really always interject these types of verses into studies so that we have that biblical perspective. First report, U.S. preparing for huge event as executive order gives power to U.N. troops to target Americans. Uh, are the clergy response teams being activated? And that's what really caught my, my eye on this report, because there's so many reports like this now. I have to really try to, I don't want to say cherry pick, but I like reports that cover a lot of different aspects of a given issue. And this one covers a lot of the different aspects of what we could be facing in the very near future. And whenever I see clergy response teams, which I've talked about a ton, which is where the government has brought in FEMA into the churches, essentially, and they have literally recruited these pastors, and there are thousands of them. And again, I give you the link. All you have to do is key in clergy, the word clergy, at contendingfortruth.com, and you will see all the studies where I've done where we've talked about this, okay? And there's tons of them I have done where we have documented this over and over and over again, that this is a fact, that they are doing this. They've, they've openly admitted to it, but the problem you're not going to, what you're going to run into is you're not going to be able to go into a church and say, hey, pastor, can I see, like, the agreement you signed with FEMA uh, about the whole clergy response team? He'll deny it, or, or she will. <laughs> They'll deny it. They will deny it. They are sworn to secrecy, as we're going to read here one up, one more time. They think that they're obeying Romans 13 and they're being good little Nazis, and that's the exact uh, thing that um, Hitler evoked when he talked to his pastors in Nazi Germany, the pastors that were in uh, Nazi Germany. Preach Romans 13, heavily, heavily hit that. Um, which they're misinterpreting as saying that whatever the government says to do, they're force for good and do whatever they say. And that's, the, in other words, it doesn't matter if what the government's telling you to do is totally uh, against what the word of God says. All of a sudden, because of Romans 13, we can throw the, all, the whole Bible out, essentially, every single thing about it, and we just obey the government. That's what cowards do, okay? That's what those pastors were for the most part, in Nazi Germany, because they would go back to their congregations and, and preach that Romans 13 was, you know, give up all authority to the government, throw out your Bibles, essentially, do whatever they're telling you to do, to save your own skin, essentially, is, is why they were doing it. Our sorry pastors in America, the vast majority of them are going to do the exact same thing. Now, I'm not saying the majority of every pastor in America is part of the clergy response team. I'm not saying that. I don't think that, I think they have went after certain targets, and most likely more so the mega church type targets, the larger church type targets, or maybe a very influential church in a given area. I think they've went after those targets. Targets that they probably felt as though could keep their mouth shut. Targets that knew what side their bread was buttered. Maybe they were getting subsidies from that, maybe they threatened to, who knows, you know, play ball with us and, you know, you're going to, um, I've heard this a lot, that your, your family's going to be personally protected by the government uh, when things go down. Just sell out your congregation, 
you know, and at the appropriate time, do as you're told, bring them in, and you'll be rewarded. And to me, this is, you, you couldn't get more of a, of a, a yellow-bellied traitor to Christians than selling out your own congregation. And they're going to do it in mass. So if you're not aware of what I just said, you really may want to avail yourself to those teachings that I've done. Because I can't revisit all of that today. I've, <laughs> I don't even know how many hours I have recorded just on that one subject over the years. So, this report starts out by saying, A series of events that have happened in rapid succession indicates that the U.S. government has accelerated preparations for some type of massive event. Whether that, quote, event will be a collapse of the global economy, a, a planned false flag, issues stemming from the upcoming election, terrorism, or space-related, is frankly neither here nor there, because the actions we are going to go through below, point by point, indicate a long-term plan on the part of the government that is coming to fruition. This next, next part of the study is in, entitled, Obama Hands U.S. Sovereignty to the U.N. and the Right to Confiscate Guns. A recent executive order signed by Barack Obama was issued on July 1st, 2016. There is a link here in the in the PDF that will be posted on contendingfortruth.com for August 22nd, 2016. And you can go into the PDF. The audios and the PDFs are free every week. Um, I don't charge for anything like that. We do appreciate any giving um, just to help run the ministry. But we don't, I've never charged for any of this. Right now I've got over... A thousand audios up there, and most of them have corresponding PDFs as well, with links in the PDFs that work. They should work, unless the links went bad. Okay, so you can research what I'm saying. You don't, just, don't have to take my word for it. Uh, but it was issued on July 1st, 2016, and was titled "The U.S. States." Oh, I'm sorry, United States Policy on Pre and Post Strike Measures to Address Civilian Casualties and U.S. Operations Involving the Use of Force. This was this executive order he signed okay barack obama and this was just on july 1st of this year this was signed less than two months after the may 2016 headlines that the u.s had pledged support for a set of principles that give the green light for the united nations peacekeeping troops and police to use force to protect civilians in armed conflicts. Oh, they're going to protect us. The United Nations. The literal coming backbone of the New World Order. Under the Antichrist and False Prophet. They're going to protect us. That's the excuse they're going to use. They're going to protect the population from the big, bad, mean gun owners. And the Christians. And the pro-Second Amendment. And the returning veterans. The, which is the source of all evil on the planet, and the pro-lifers, and the preppers, they're going to protect all the society from all those wicked, wicked people. That's basically what this is all about. Uh, let me just see, uh, let's see here. I'm just going to read this last part again. U.S. have pledged support for a... Um, set of principles that give the green light for the United Nations peacekeeping troops and police to use force to protect civilians in armed conflicts and allows the United Nations to use force on UN citizens. Now, I'm not saying that nothing like this has ever been signed prior to this, but now 
we've come out and now we have it all in our face in black and white the united nations now has the right to use force on on us on u.s citizens and guaranteed just like they're bringing in the most radical islamic sects of islam into the united into the united states into europe they're going to be cherry picking their un troops that are going to have an inherent hatred for the united states and the reasons for those i'm sure will be a myriad of things that they could have but they're most likely going to cherry pick troops that have a absolute hatred for this country and for its citizens so that they will do whatever they are told and they're not going to have to worry about you know whereas american troops would would most likely have some type of inclination not to fire on its own citizens i would hope most of them would these these animals are not going to have that from the headline via military times okay and there's a link to this story military times united states military times u.s ambassador samantha power told a high-level u.n meeting wednesday focusing on the responsibility to protect civilians oh it's all about protecting civilians that the united states was proud and humbled to join 28 other countries that have pledged to abide by the 18 pledges the 18 united nations pledges what those are I, i'm not even they're they're in this pdf that i give you a link to un peacekeepers um from these 29 countries are now required to act in cases where civilians are in danger Oh, so when they start to confiscate the guns and they come after, well, the civilian, the civilians, the sheeple will be in danger because all of the people that choose not to go along with the New World Order and choose to protect their families, they are going to be demonized. I mean, look at what they, well, look at this thing with Trump's a good example. And again, I, I had said just, I don't know, few weeks ago i took a small vacation with taylor and i mean I'm, I'm like you just turn on the news and every single station is just pure demonization of trump everyone other than fox wasn't that bad but now they've been taken over i heard they've been they ousted their main guy they're coming after the first amendment they're going to be coming after alternative media they are already doing it and if they could do that to Trump, imagine what they're going to do to, you know, that category listed, which again, Second Amendment, returning veterans, Christians, pro-lifers, preppers, these types of people. They're going to be demonized to the hilt. They're going to be said the source of all evil. They're going to, they're going to false flag stuff and blame it on the patriot movement. Look at what they did, and they're the ones that did it. Well, it's just like the Reichstag fire with hitler start the fire blame it on the opposition therefore you can go slaughter them that's what they're going to do and this is why i say pray about it because god can intervene if it be his will he can intervene and in all their plans could could be destroyed could cave in could literally backfire in them into the very pit they've dug let them fall into it god into the very snare they've laid, let them fall into that trap, that snare. Or Psalm 64. 
but God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. And all men shall flee away and shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing, and the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. God can shoot an arrow at the wicked. When the wicked prosper, nothing ever gets better. It's not biblical to pray for, for the wicked to prosper and to this and that. It's not. When the wicked prosper, the land mourns. That's what the Bible says. And the righteous are grieved. <laughs> so, this is the state we find ourselves in. Those 18 pledges are what are, are what is called the 18 pledges that these 28 countries plus America, who was proud and humble to join them, um, which is this UN document essentially, the 18 pledges are part of what is called the Kigali principles and are not specified in any of the articles linked above oh imagine that but are detailed in this pdf starting on page four now, i'm just going to go ahead I, I i clicked on the document okay i can't go through all these but like the first one to train all of our troops on the protection of civilian see it's always under some fake guise of they're protecting the civilian who they could care less about who they're literally trying to kill every single day via chemtrails, via the fluoride and the chlorine in the water, via the GMOs and the food that we're eating, via all the GMOs. I mean, you know, it's it boggles the mind how many ways they're trying to kill us. But they're really going to be concerned about protecting the civilians in this particular thing, in this particular, whenever they're deployed. To ensure that our sector and contingent commanders, as well as our nominees for mission leadership positions, have a high level of training and preparedness on peacekeeping operations. Well, they're going to be basically be training them to go after patriots, the patriot movement, just say, which encompasses everything that I had already got into, and particularly Bible-believing Christians, because they got to protect the civilians. That's what this is all, again, it's this big lie regarding the justification for their deployment to be prepared to use force to protect civilians as necessary and consistent with the mandate such action encompasses making a show of force as a deterrent interposition on our forces between armed actors and civilians the patriot movement you mean and they're going to care less about the civilians all it's going to do is give them justification to to come and mow down the patriots that's what this is going to be about and taking direct military action against armed forces with clear hostile intent to harm civilians yeah i'm gonna really want to harm like if i was a patriot and and mass chaos broke out why would i want to go harm civilians why would i want i mean if they're trying to literally you know mass break in loot pillage rob rape yeah they're not going to get a good good response from me Okay, but evidently anybody that would try to go against, the, and, and guaranteed the looters and them, they will be, they won't even be on the radar. They will probably be told to stand down against the rapists and the looters and the gangs and all of the other really criminal elements of what is coming. They will be working in unison with them, the Muslims in particular. They are going to be, they're going to be their, their wingman. 
They're going to be their supporting. And I think what they one of the things that they may do is if they know that there are patriots in a given particular community or they know, they will literally send in the criminal elements and say, hey, listen, there's a lot of whatever at, at this particular neighborhood or this particular whatever and go in there, do your thing, and then let them be the ones that get, you know, mowed down or whatever as the justification for them then to go in. That's what I think. I mean, I could be wrong, but, you know, listen, there's there's nothing that we could envision in our head, wicked or evil, that this wicked one-world government that's coming under the UN won't do. Anyway, I'm not going to get into all of these. A lot of this is legalese, but as I'm looking through these... I can really, <laughs> every one of them will be turned around in the Patriot community. Every single one of these 18 pledges will be turned around and and used as justification to say, oh, well, you, you know, these were the pledges that we made, and you're the bad guys, therefore we can do anything that we have to do in order to neutralize the threat, in order to protect civilians which they could care less about. They, they've got to depopulate the world, in their eyes, to 500 million, according to the Georgia Guidestones, 10 Commandments of the New World Order guidelines. Reduce world population to 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. First commandment. Okay, so we're looking at a 90 to 95 plus percent, or 90, 90 to 95% reduction thereabouts that they've got, they've got to try to achieve. Well, why would they want to protect civilians? If that's the first commandment, no, they want the civilians and the patriots to be mowed down because right now the population of planet Earth is too big, it's too bloated in order for them to control properly. So that they need to have, whether it's a pandemic or some type of mass cat or wars and these types of things that will eliminate a gigantic percentage of the world population which will be much more easy, easy to manage. You look at the Hunger Games. That didn't look like a very massive population to me. And that's what they're, they're basically what they would like to have for the coming New World Order. Look, I mean, there, there, there wasn't like there was millions of people that they showed in the Hunger Games. The cities were all bombed out, other than like the utopian places wherever the elite lived in Hunger Games. Everything was kind of a wilderness. You could only get from one zone to another through these bullet trains or whatever they rode on through these corridors, which is what they want to do, UN Biodiversity Treaty, take all the land, give it back to Mother Gaia, put the people into, you know, basically the reservation system where they can be controlled, you know, with barbed wire fence, I would imagine, but massively reduce the populations because those populations will be much more easy to control in that regard. So, continuing, they indicate, these 18 pledges indicate that under the guise of protecting civilians amidst conflict, um, Barack Obama has just handed U.S. sovereignty and the right to decide the appropriate course of action for America over to the United Nations. Now, he's doing every single thing he can, and I really believe the timetable has been advanced heartily, because even if they kill Trump or Trump loses... It's caused a mass awakening that they don't like. 
say what you will about Trump, but it has really mobilized a lot of people. It has caused a mass awakening. And I again, I, I, I don't even know, like, I, I'm not saying this because I think Trump's whatever. Like I said, he may turn out horrible. But what it do, has done is it's caused a lot of people to get on the same page. It's caused a lot of eyes to be open. A lot of issues that people have ignored in the past they're paying attention to now. All of the corruption in our government is being pointed out every single day. Not only by Trump, by a lot of the alternative media. They don't like it. Okay? So, Obama is literally, I believe they've advanced the timetable, and he's doing everything he can do to cede sovereignty over to the UN, that in worst case scenario, Trump gets in, and let's say he's legitimate, let's just assume that, I'm not saying he is, let's say he's legitimate, he will have so much to un try to undo, that they're, in their minds, it'll be like, well, it's unfeasible. Now, here's the thing. And I hate to be the bearer of bad tidings. I don't see a whole lot of Bible for a person like Trump riding a white horse to come in right prior to the tribulation and to make America great again. In the Bible, if you look at Daniel and you look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and you look at Revelation and other places in the Bible that talk about the end times, Really what you're seeing is a degradation of humanity. A degradation of nations, a, a coming together under the Antichrist and the false prophet. That God is going to send a strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in righteousness. That's what I'm seeing in the Bible. So, I just don't see somebody coming in on a white horse like Trump in in. in making america great again when i really can't find that in the bible anywhere for that dynamic to be happening right prior to the start of the tribulation or close to it i mean i obviously i can't say when the tribulation is gonna start but we could be very close i hope i'm wrong but i'm just talking about from a biblical standpoint and I don't think anybody's going to be able to say, yes, right here, in the Bible, it's going to get wonderful and neato, right prior to the Antichrist and the uh, false prophet making their arrival. Huh. So, anyway. Um, let's go further. It also indicates that if there is a conflict in the United States of America and the UN does not agree with the government's response... They could take whatever action they deem appropriate. Yes, that was some of the other points I was reading. And they can do so without consulting, quote, the Capitol, meaning Washington, D.C. So in other words, they're going to be out there with all of the other criminal rogue elements that our government has brought in, particularly the Muslims. And again, that, that recent study I did about the, uh, like the underground bases in North Carolina, and part of that was, hey, here's this, well-known islamic terror cell that the police all in the area know about up in the mountains of north carolina i mean it's only it's, it's about an hour away from me literally where they were describing up in the mountains and they've and uh, they've been told well one's an hour and another one's like an hour and a half anyway the the police know about it and they were they have been told basically stand down don't mess with them so they could be up there doing only god knows what it's a training center where where you have people coming in and out 
all the time. They're getting trained, and then they're being released back out into the populace, probably with the large population centers, and they're going to be suicide bombers at some point, most likely. Getting trained in biowarfare and, and suicide and killing as many of the infidels as possible. That is going on all over America, and our government is sanctioning it at the highest levels. Bringing them in. Bringing them in under cover of night, on UPS planes, in uh, white buses with the windows blacked out across the borders. Bringing them in um, under this humanitarian garbage. Hillary Clinton wants to, I mean, it's like ten times what Obama is bringing in right now on these Syrian terrorists. Most of them are. Like 0.30% or something are Christians. Some token number. And they're bringing in the most radical... Those are going to be the ones working in conjunction with the United Nations. The Islamic movement in particular. I also believe the gangs that want to come on board, the street gangs in America, will also be working in conjunction with them at some point. Just whatever evil, wicked, criminal elements of society that exist, they will be the ones in support and working with these United Nations troops. And whatever, let's say, traitorous troops that want to align with the United Nations on our side. Because obviously they're going to have some. That's how I see it playing out. If they are allowed to implement their plan and God doesn't intervene. That's how I see it playing out at some point. The UN will also get to decide the rules of engagement. Oh boy. And they will and again, this is if you read the Kigali principles, these 18 pledges, you'll see that this is they're not exaggerating here. So they'll get to this, the UN will get to decide the rules of engagement. And they will decide when a force is appropriate and get to target anyone they quote deem a threat. Well, if they've got these databases, which you know they have. And, and, and again, it's it's a compilation of things. It's it's Facebook, it's Twitter, it's Instagram, it's it's okay, um, gun purchases where let's say the guns registered, those types of things. It's um, political affiliations, it's religious affiliations, it's this big database that they have been building on every American citizen. They'll know exactly where to go. They'll know exactly where to target. That's what I'm saying here. So they will decide when force is appropriate and get to target anyone they deem a threat and can proactively take steps to mitigate such threats. And the UN's High Commissioner for Human Rights, Zayed Raid Al-Hussein, sounds like an Irishman to me, has pre- and obviously I was being sarcastic there, has previously demanded robust gun regulation in America course because that's going to be the guise under which they come to disarm you an executive order will be signed saying we've got to take away all the guns and if you go against this well then you're a criminal now officially and we can deem uh whatever rules of engagement we deem necessary we will implement them and they will decide when force is appropriate, and and they will get to target anyone they deem a threat, and can proactively take steps to mitigate such threats. Now, 
like I said though before, God's bigger than all this. You could have an army outside your front door. He could still protect you. He could blind them all. They're groping in darkness. It doesn't matter the numbers that you may face, is what I'm saying. He can still protect you. Now, will he do that in every case? I'm not saying that's the case. But do you have the faith to believe that he can do it? That's the whole point. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So, again, I always go back to that. I don't really... In the end, I know God, the Lord Jesus Christ, Father God, in the end, and the Christians, obviously... They win. They win. God is greater than any situation we may face. Period. So ask yourself what happens when the UN deems all gun owners a threat and it get and it gets worse from here. It isn't only gun owners that would be targeted as we look back at the 2009 Mayak report, which there's a link to that where it was determined that a U.S. citizen can be considered a potential dangerous, quote, militia member if they oppose. So here's where it really broadens. Okay, let's say you don't even have a gun. Well, it doesn't matter because according to the 2009 Mayak report, it's determined that a U.S. citizen can be considered a potential dangerous militia member if they oppose the United Nations, the New World Order, Gun control, the violation of posse comitatus, which means our own, our own troops on our own streets policing our own cities, literally and can be turned against the American population if they oppose that posse comitatus, if they oppose the Federal Reserve, because they're so wonderful and righteous, the income tax, oh my, the Ammunition and Accountability Act. I don't even really know what that is, hardly, but sounds evil. A possible constitutional convention. The North American Union. Oh, heaven forbid that. Universal Service Program Radio Frequency. Oh, RFIDs. <laughs> so if you oppose RFIDs, which are going to be most likely a large component of the mark of the beast, radio frequency identifiers, okay? Or if you oppose abortion. Or illegal immigration. This was in the 2009 Mayak report. So how many of you oppose one or more of those that I just read off of my listeners? Hopefully you oppose them all. I oppose abortion. I've never had a gun, but I, now I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a potential, I'm, a, I'm a potential evil militia member. I oppose illegal immigration. So if you oppose evil, what this is saying, and it's all being codified into law, or has been, you are a potential dangerous militia member, and they can target anyone they deem a threat and can proactively take steps to mitigate such threats. Whatever. Whatever. The, the point is I'm trying to make is you're not at some point you're going to have to 
if you haven't, if you haven't committed to this, if you think this is fake, you're going to have to understand this is reality. And you don't want to do it later. It's better to get this set in your mind now, sooner rather than later, so that you can prepare yourself. Prepare yourself spiritually, primarily. And if God so leads you, also to prepare yourself in whatever way he might lead you. And that could just maybe mean provisions for your family. Food, water, these types of things. I don't mean going out and buying an arsenal. But this is what they're saying. This is how insane, this is how evil and in your face Hopefully it will never get to this point, maybe in America, but again, I don't see a lot of Bible for that. If you oppose evil in any way, shape, or form, basically is what they're saying there, you will be targeted. You are the enemy. A point of interest about the UN peacekeeping troops that Obama has just given permission to target Americans, they're comprised of personnel from 120 countries and as of 2015, the leading contrib contributor is Bangladesh, where nearly 90% are Islamics. So not only are they going to have all these de devil Islamic sleeper cells here, that they've already been moving in under the cover of darkness, and every other way they can envision and imagine, they're already going to have built-in Islamic UN peacekeeper troops that are going to be able to get in lockstep with all of these other terror cells very, very easily. And they are going to be communicating ahead of time, and they're all going to be told, you're all on the same team, you're all with us, now go kill the infidels, which they're going to be more than happy to do. I got a um, some pictures the other day. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go into that right now. Um, from longtime listeners, uh, dear friends of mine, and um, they were just taking a little vacation, you know. Uh, I believe they were up in Maine here. I just want to click on this real quick, and um, they sent them to me. And it's from Jody, Matt and Jody, and these, and it's entitled Muslims in Maine, and they were at this park in Maine. And there's all these Muslims in this park, and they're all wearing their beekeeper suits, their burqas. I mean, there is a lot of them just in one park. We are in Cape Elizabeth, Maine. We decided to go see some lighthouses today. Check out these pictures. There's an area here at the lighthouse where you can picnic. There are probably 75 Muslims just in this one place having a cookout. And I mean, I, in fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and stop this when I'm done and um, put this into the study because now I'm mentioning it. Muslims in Maine. This is just one picture. They sent me several. But you'll get the idea. You'll see. And they said, I believe when they went to Niagara Falls, that there was this gigantic Muslim presence there. And they, and they were like, have you ever been to Niagara Falls? Have you ever seen a Muslim? And I'm like, yeah, I have been to Niagara Falls. And there was no Muslims there. They said when they went through Vermont, there was a huge presence there. What? I was just through Vermont last year. Now, granted, it was kind of passing through. 
I didn't see any. I, in that particular case, I could have legitimately missed them. But the point is, is the Muslim population in this country is growing every single day. And this is just more proof of it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and read this right now. I might as well. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and end part one here. We're gonna go to part two next, and I'm gonna read this. It's called Obama's Wicked Fruit. All of a sudden, seven years have passed, and this is gonna focus in on Islam because I really want to bring this home. How much this has already been the groundwork that Obama has laid for this Islamic invasion that we are in the middle of and that is going to be unleashed on this country, and it's already being unleashed in Europe. You're already seeing the wicked fruit over there. They're being a little more stealth about it here. I think, that, I think the Islamics are being told a little bit more in this country to stand down a little bit more. They don't have quite the numbers they need yet in, in comparison to our population, but they're coming, and Obama's doing every single thing he can do. And I understand, George Soros is behind him, the United Nations, the Illuminati, they're all behind him. But he's the one that's signing the paperwork to make all this happen, for the most part. So I'm going to go ahead and end part one here, and we'll go to part two next. Scott Johnson's 1,000-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.